0: ADHD is hard, right? It's just, it's so, it's just all the time, right? It's just always, it's just all the time, and it can be very difficult to manage. And that's what we're doing here on the ADHD Big Brother podcast. We're trying to figure out how to stop ourselves from growing brain bananas. So let's try it again. One more episode. Here we go. Episode 32 starts now. You are listening to ADHD Big Brother, the podcast for adults struggling with their ADHD symptoms. Why? I'm your host, creator of the Nudge program, author of Descending to the Top. My name, Russ Jones. Nice to meet you. Guys, we are going to learn about some stuff. We're going to laugh about some stuff. And ladies and gentlemen, here is some stuff. Hi, right, welcome guys. How are you guys doing? Um, I'm a little bit out of breath. I just ran down, interrupted my podcast to go down and get some produce. So uh, now I'm back up. Hey, how are you guys doing? Uh, first up, I want to send a shout out. Thank you to Aiki Silverback. Or I'm Aiki Silverback? I'm not quite sure how you say it, but uh, bought me a cup of coffee, sent a really cool message about the podcast. So thanks, man. That really made my day. I uh, really appreciated that. Uh, thank you. And you guys, if you guys are getting uh, value out of the podcast, you want to buy me a cup of coffee, help me keep this podcast going, that would mean the world to me. Uh, I'd really appreciate it. So uh, thank you. The way I see it, we have a couple options with this ADHD life of ours. First option is we keep doing what we're doing. Doesn't really work the highs are high, that's neat, uh, but they're infrequent, they're unreliable. But the lows, now the lows are consistent, they're dark and uh, for lack of a better word, they're just not they're not fun. Let's just say that they're not fun. The lows and they keep compounding uh, and not in a good way. you know remember the first time um, you know the, the the cliche of you know forgetting where we kept our keys. It was a real forehead slapper, wasn't it? It was like, oh, gosh darn it, I misplaced my keys, like a real ding there. Oh, boy. Yeah, but then we cut to the 1,000th time, and the frustration has compounded each and every time to the point where that, you know, that silly forehead slappy thing of forgetting the car keys has become, you worthless piece of garbage. This, again? God, you're hopeless. Idiot and you're already running late, (laughs) and you already said you were on your way, you freaking suck. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. And that's just a sampling of the lows, right? I mean, they can be multiple of these per day. So while we have some work to do to undo that self-loathing, we can also start working on the fixes that minimize these instances where we might loathe thyself. Yes? So I will now propose to you solution for many of those ADHD ills. It's going to be one solution, one mega solution. And it starts with understanding that we cannot hold things in our mind. Let us all agree. It is not something we do. We know this, you know this, we joke about this. Uh what's that person's name again? Ha ha ha. Where's my car keys? Mew mew mew. It's just, it's not a thing. It's not a thing that we are able to do. Here, try this, for example. Here's a word problem. Pay attention. The distance between two towns, it's 380 kilometers. So at the same moment, a yellow passenger car and a silver Ford F-150, they start moving towards each other from different towns. One of the towns, it's got a population of 15,000, and the other one has a population of 75,000. They meet four hours later. So if the car drives five kilometers faster than the F-150, what are their speeds? The answer, if you're like me, then as soon as I started mentioning the cars, I lost the first sentence. There's no way I'm figuring this out in my mind. Even when I look at word problems, I struggle. So this is an issue for us. Does it mean that I'm a piece of garbage? No, 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 it doesn't. It means that I have a limited working memory, meaning that I don't hold stuff in my head, y'all. Think of this. We would have to hold all that information And then while it's in there, decide which information is relevant to the problem. And then grabbing those numbers, we'd have to create a math problem to solve in our head and then attempt to solve that. Many people would struggle with this. But if you're like me, you would struggle with it and you'd struggle with it even if you were able to write it down. So knowing this is an issue, this would tell me that I need some kind of solution where I don't have to hold information in my head. Huh, what could that be? I think you probably already know, but stay tuned. So what else? Well, we're ruled by impulse. When we are untethered, we find ourselves hopping from mental task to mental task. We have a history of jumping on tasks that just suddenly arise in our minds. And I'll speak for myself when I say that I jump on those tasks because I don't want to forget It randomly popped in my head to send an email to someone I owe an email to. Well, you know, if I don't do it now, then I'm in real danger of forgetting to do it later. So I got to stop doing this important project that I'm in the middle of doing and I have to send that email. And because I don't hold information in my head, I'm going to sacrifice remembering that I was working on this important project until it pops into my head at an undetermined time later, if ever, and I will be sure absolutely sure to feel like a loser when that happens. Because I'll be like, oh God, I was working on this project. Oh, idiot. So this tells me that if I wanted to stay on track and avoid jumping from impulse to impulse, then I would probably want to create a system where I can jot down that I need to send that email and I can trust that I won't lose it. And I can get to it when an appropriate time happens instead of right now. And what about scheduling appointments? Can we really keep that in our heads? Are we really going to remember that doctor's appointment Thursday at 3 o'clock? And then that lunch that we have with our good friend. Oh, and then Friday, weren't we going to hang out with, a, with another buddy? But is that still happening? We should check in on that. And then we have to also, we have to pick our kids up every single day at uh, 2.45 p.m. And oh, oh, shit. But what, a, oh, what about the doctor's appointment? How are we going to make the, oh, damn it. We have the doctor's appointment at three, but we have to pick our kids up at 245. We're never going to make that. So now I feel like a frustrated loser and I hate my life for the rest of the day because I double booked. And what an idiot, only an idiot would double book like that. These are three items that would create really crummy feelings for me. You know, the word problem one, just thinking, I'm so annoyed with myself that I I can't, I keep forgetting things and I feel stupid for not being able to retain information. Or, you know, in the second example, like we mentioned, following the impulses, and you know, that just results in me completely forgetting that I was originally working on a project and then that came impulsed back and that jolt of remembering that jolt, that impulse, it's never warm and fuzzy that like, ah, shit, I was working on a project and I freaking forgot that's frenzied and it's anxiety ridden. And the same with the third example, realizing I double booked my time and some scramble now has to happen. It sucks, but it's avoidable chaos and we know that and yet we're unable to fix it and the answer to all of this and we know it and we probably feel so bored hearing it is it's the planner and i know i know it's the odds are you guys already know that you need one or you think yeah yeah i should get one and but you haven't yet so how can so much be solved by so little and it can be easy i use a bullet journal now i used i used to buy franklin Oh, man, I used to buy Franklin planners because, oh, my God, they're awesome. They just look awesome. And if I would use it, oh, man, I would totally splurge on one. But my reality is that there's, there's just so much uh, there to organize that I would typically buy the planner and I would revel in the inspiration and the possibility. And, oh, here's here's my life. It's an empty planner and I get to fill it with my life, my hopes and my dreams. And I would start with the title page and that first page where you you know you put your name and if found, please call because, oh my God, guys, it's going to be loaded with valuable information and please call this number. And then I'd forget where I put it and then I'd forget that I have one and then I'd forget that I even need one. And then one day I would see an ad for a really cool planner that's got some cool features and I would think, yeah, I need to do that. So I should probably get that one and just a uh, fresh start. And that's why I now use a bullet journal. I have simplified my entire life. And I say bullet journal only because that's, you know, the dotted notebook. And I use the term bullet journal because I subscribe to that method, the bullet journal method. I mean, the, the, they, they got a website and a book written all about how to use one. And that said, do I I don't use it exactly the way that they intend for it to be used. I do the bare minimum. I ebb and flow. I have to keep it simple. So let's talk about this bare minimum uh, really quick. This is, this is literally free ADHD coaching. This is right here. You're getting the goods. Just pretend that we're in a session and I'm going to give you the assignment at the end and then just commit to doing it. And there you go. You've got a free coaching session all built into one podcast episode. The only thing missing here is the back and forth with you and me individually and the daily accountability. Outside of that, it's all right here with ADHD. We have to externalize our lives. We need one place to store our info. One place, not multiple notebooks. If if you're able to find that one place on your smartphone and you're able to actually use it and look at it daily, then by all means, there you go. But it has to be one place. If you have an app for this and an app for that, you might find that to be a struggle. What we're looking for is one place to do the scheduling, the to-do lists, the brain dump, the notes and the doodles, everything. You got an idea that for a recipe, bam, that goes in there. Anything. Reminders, whatever. If you put it all in one place, then there's only one place to look for things. There's only one place to put things. This is huge. What is required then is that we must carry it with us all the time. It has to be within reach always. And that sounds a bit dramatic, and it is. But here's the deal. I don't carry mine around with me all the time. I'm not taking it to the grocery store with me. I'm just not going to do it. But I absolutely suffer for it. And I get that. And I'm cool with that. I know that it's that, so that's not a problem. But I absolutely get brilliant ideas at the grocery store. And I think to myself, oh, well, I've got to write this down. I'll put this in my notes app. Guess who's never revisited his notes app? ever. I don't think I've ever sat down and gone, oh, I need to transcribe all those notes in my notes app that I took today. That would be freaking brilliant if I did that. This actually has me interested in what I've written down. But you know what? I'm never going to do it. The only way I would ever look at my notes app is if I scheduled it as a to-do list item in my bullet journal. i have never... I'm just... Being very real with you right now, I will never. And I will also continue to use my Notes app when I'm at the grocery store. Oh, ADHD. I think that maybe the saying that, like, oh, you got to use a planner, that might not be the best phrasing. What if we tried the, f- we need to find a way to externalize our lives. That is basically the ADHD. V- Terminology for we got to use a planner. We need to put it on paper. We need to get it out of our brain and somewhere in a in physical world outside of ourselves. So now we come to this issue. We most of us know. Yeah, I should use a planner. Yeah, I get it. So why don't we? Well, I don't know about you, but I do know about ADHD, and uh, it's almost a guarantee that if this is my problem, it's most likely going to be your problem. So let's see if you can identify with these issues of using a planner. These are all issues that I've felt. Uh, I've overcome them, and I will share them with you now. So here you go. One aversion to a planner is that I really hate thinking that I'm weak in the brain or that I'm hindered to a point where I need some sort of thing or crutch to function like a normal human being. I hate being told that I need something. Right, that I won't be able to do life without it. it automatically I just I'm instantly defiant in those cases. I'm like, oh, you don't think I can do life without a planner? Well, watch me. It turns out nobody's watching it's more just about how miserable do we want to stay. so I don't think of a planner as being this weakness, especially because neurotypical people there everybody's using them starting with a planner, it has to be made as easy as possible. so the answer to me is. Uh, Don't do it all the way, right away. Throw the whole gotta be perfect from the start out the window. You know, this whole perfectionist idea that everything about this planner is going to be done perfectly right from the get-go. Just start slow. And the only way to do it right is to do it wrong. There's your permission. Suck fantastically at it. Get a planner and spend 10 minutes every morning looking at it. Set a timer and explore. What would you like to see in it? knowing yourself. What might work for you? Start small, start easy, just try. There's a ton of information on how to use one. Try different things, play, see what works for you. One aversion to a planner is feeling restricted by a schedule, right? We don't want to be told what to do and when to do it. We're moment to moment people and schedules rob us of that. They take away our freedom, you know, our freedom to go with the flow. I'll speak from experience. When I tell you that when you schedule time, you actually free up more time. It's bizarre to say, but we can spend hours in a day in fruitless activities, mindless wanderings that we don't, things that we don't really want to be doing. And we can actually achieve a lot more than we think we can when we schedule it, or if we allot time for it. And that's one of those things where if you try it, you'll see, put it to the test. Another aversion to using a planner is to-do list depression, right? It's seeing a laundry list of things that we intended to do, but we didn't do at the end of the day. And I understand this. Oh my God, I felt this. And I just want to offer a different perspective here because while I'm writing this episode, I I work in 45, 15 chunks. Like I'll I'll work for 45 minutes on a timer and then uh, for 15 minutes, I will do something else. In this case, it was cleaning. That was my break. And in the 15-minute breaks, I've been cleaning. And so while cleaning, to-do list items pop into my head. I have to do laundry. I need to go to the grocery store. I got to do my meal planning. These are all actual, the ones I actually wrote down. Uh, I have to return that spectrum equipment. I got to meditate. I got to look up vacation places. I need to buy a new bullet journal. So I just write them down. My to-do list went from four things this morning to now 11 things. Some I will do. And some I will schedule forward to do tomorrow or at a later time. In this setup, nothing is ever about how sucky I am for not doing a thing. It's a non-judgmental look at the day, an active place to look at what I need to plan for later. And it truly eliminates the frustration and the anxiety that comes from this steady stream of to-dos. That I know you guys know this, that that's non-stop steady stream of things you have to do that we have to keep reminding ourselves of so that we can keep it circulating in our brain so that we can try to keep remembering it. But the second we write it down, we give ourselves permission to forget. Done and done. That's enormous. We are going to forget. Now we get to forget. Oh my God, that is, that in and of itself, that is amazing to me. I hope this helps, guys. The bottom line here is that in everything ADHD, we have to make it easy. Like if if it's, if it's it's too hard, if we can't find ourselves getting started or compelled to action, then it's too difficult. We have to make it easier. If I was sending you off, if we were in this coaching session, we would be committing to getting a planner and to starting small. So my challenge for you is if you don't have a planner, get one and start playing with it and set a daily reminder to look at it every single day. Whether or not you add stuff or what, it's literally just set a timer and look at it. Be with it, play with it, see what works. All right, guys, please reach out if you need additional help. If you know what you wanna do, if you know what you need to do, but you still struggle with the doing, please reach out, I can help you. And that will do it for today. All right, guys, if you value the podcast and you're getting something out of it, please consider rating and reviewing it on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. I would greatly appreciate it and have yourselves a phenomenal week. Later.